ladies and gents, welcome back to the Inspiration Space. Today on the show, I'm releasing an episode with a good mate of mine, Alex Manzi. Alex, I first connected with about 18 months ago when he invited me on his podcast, which at the time is called The Dreamer's Disease. Me and Alex uh, get on so, so well. Uh, we connect over many commonalities, one of which being we, we set up a podcast around the same time. And another being we, we both had our own mental health journeys, which we uh, which we speak about constantly. Um, and you'll hear on this podcast today how, how there's many similarities in that in a lot of ways I have a huge amount of respect for Alex he's one of the only people I know and it's a very unique skill that he has that you can feel utterly calm in his presence and he gives you a great perspective on life after speaking at when you're speaking to him and after you're speaking to him so much so that Alex has put all of his work down um, that he's done over the last couple of years into a new book called The Search for Clarity Uh, he put this actually together during lockdown which is you know amazing amazing and I've had a good read of it it is awesome it's really really insightful um, about his journey and 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 all the takings that he's had from it it's it's awesome guys so yeah definitely listen uh, to the plug I will leave the link in my uh, in my show notes so yeah get stuck into that it's a banger Alex is a great guy and enjoy guys um beautiful Brother, it's really, really good to see you. Long time. When's the, last, the last time we did a podcast was um, together. You came into the studio, didn't you? Yeah, it was probably probably not too far from this time last year. It was probably about a year ago. I reckon, I reckon it was... Um, you got from Japan, didn't you? Yeah, so it would have been around this time last year. Yeah, mm. it was about June, July. Beautiful. And lots happened since then, obviously, mate. Congratulations, firstly, on releasing your book. Which Thanks, is man. Man, how, how do you feel? How was that process for you? Oh, mate, it, feel, do you know, it feels really nice. It's like, you know what I'm like? I kind, of, <laughs> I kind of give myself unnecessary work and projects to do, although they're fun. Yeah. Like, it does cause a lot of, a lot of stress a, and a lot extra, of work. So, extra work. Exactly, exactly. So I am, I am I'm very happy with it. Like, I'm over the moon with it. It's something that I've been wanting to put together for, like, a few months. Mm. And... I yeah, like I've basically used lockdown to just get on with it really. And it's really funny because I shared like a picture the other day on my Instagram of like me holding a few of the books and mm. someone uh reshared it to their story, um, a girl that I always kind of chat to in the DMs and she what she wrote really hit me because she was like, Absolute goals. He's written um he's written, edited, uh printed and published his own book all in lockdown. And I was like Oh damn! Like wow, I didn't, even, I didn't even think of it like that. <laughs> that oh, I didn't realize you did it all in lockdown. Well, kind of. Like mo- most of it was written, so most yeah. of it was written because yeah. I can't lie. I didn't sit and write all of it during lockdown. That'd be that I'd be cheating the, the listener because most of it was written because it's 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 like a collection of like my thoughts, mm. collections of blog posts, collections of like all of my different bits of writings, and I've pulled them together into one book essentially. So most of it was written, I reckon 75%, but I still had to like finalize it, re-edit everything, structure it, you know, make it look nice, you know, come up with a cover, come up with a name. And even just the process of like going back through, because sometimes, you know, if I record like a, on my own podcast, like an in-focus session, which is like the short sessions where I I share like my thoughts on something, I'll like part script it because I like to kind of go off the cuff. 
So I had a lot of like part scripted bits that I've kind of had to go back through and flesh out and make it read properly. So I've had to like do a lot of reorganizing and rewriting, not so much writing from scratch. Um, that, that was a, must have been a great process. It's actually funny enough. I was writing something this morning for a project I'm working on, and and I was thinking, oh god, I've actually written something about that somewhere else, and I go through and find it, and then and then you read it, and it's kind of like, oh my god, you know, like that's it. It all comes together really. Me and you are kind of similar in that way. I feel like yeah. we both write. I mean, you obviously probably have a journal as well. Not so much a journal. Like my my journal tends to come out like through my thoughts through the podcast really that that is my it's like a it's like a live journal if that makes sense 100 percent, i agree i agree so mate talk us through the structure of this bit i've been obviously i haven't i've read actually the first bit the first yeah. part talk us through the, the how, how it's this book is structured yeah and then yeah maybe we'll just go dive into each one um for a yeah. bit and just and just pile through it because i think yeah, just absolutely lap it up Thank you, man. Yeah. So it's called The Search for Clarity, A Journey to Understanding Happiness. So the whole principle of the book, like I said, it's my, it's my collection of writings that I've pulled together through my journey. So it's, it's almost like I've documented my, my past three years through having the podcast, through doing my blog posts, through doing like my weekly newsletters, all of this stuff without even realizing it. And yeah. a lot of it, when I look back, was like, oh my God, like that's the place I was at at that time. And then I look at more recent writings and I'm like, oh my God, this is like the place where I'm at now. And the journey between the two has kind of been documented through these writings. So when I realized that as I was pulling it together, I was just going to make it like an individual, like here's one bit, here's another bit, here's another bit. But as I kind of started to structure it, I realized that there was kind of four, four areas of my own like personal development of my own growth. Cause you know, as you know, like my, my past is, is anchored in a lot of depression and not really knowing myself and, and being very lost in life. Mm. So these four areas started to shout out to me really clearly. And the, 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 the four areas are the first one is about understanding. So this is like the part where I'm trying to figure out what, it, what happiness means, happiness and clarity. What is it? So it's like writings about trying to understand what that is. And then the second part is about the mind. So it's trying to understand the way that our mind works in terms of like, how does our thoughts relate to our feelings? How do we, how do expectations relate to happiness? And all of these things, it's kind of the intricacies of the way we think. And the third part is about self-love and the journey of learning to love yourself, which for some of us can be the hardest part because we don't know really how to, we've never really been taught how to. And then the final part is called freedom. And it's about living in the freedom of, of all of that, which is kind of the place of clarity and happiness and, and what that brings. So it's kind of like, a journey through those four areas really beautiful i mean that understanding part let's obviously start with that that is it's you know what it's a, it's a it's a period of your life i mean we've spoken about it before have not having that clarity not having that sort of understanding what your identity as is as a human being i mean that is a very difficult place mm. to be it's actually probably the premises of what this podcast and i'm sure what your mm. podcast is is about and it's trying to find that identity and and the values that are important to you that is the, essentially the springboard right to move you forward to that next step essentially exactly exactly that's it and it's like you have to go through that that stage of understanding to kind of then like you said move forward because if you when you don't understand that's when you feel lost that's when you feel like you don't know who you are that's when you feel lower moods depressive states whatever it is because you don't understand really what it means to be happy because you're looking for 
all of these things in other areas of your life instead of looking at yourself. And that's it. It's kind of trying to get into that. It was my journey of trying to understand that for myself because that's what it is. Like happiness isn't, isn't something that is out there for you. The way you live your life isn't a, isn't a, a process, isn't like certain techniques or tips you can do. It's an understanding of the way that we live. And that's it. And that's all I've come to realize is that everything we do is an understanding of the way we live. So the more that you can deepen that understanding, the more clarity you bring to yourself in terms of like who you are, what you do, why you do it, why you're here. And all these questions that we, we feel like we don't have answered when we're younger, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I feel like a lot of, well, I know yours and mine, is the sort of society that we've lived in is so fast moving and there's so many external factors that kind of clog up your mindset and and stop you from having that kind of ability to step, take a step back mm. and kind of look at everything that's going on and, and 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 there's a couple of titles within this first chapter you know slowing down i mean that that one that, that stands out to me there and kind of rebuilding confidence and mm. i think it's the fast-paced society that we live in it takes a certain character and it and it, it takes someone almost to read a book like this to understand that you almost have to step back yeah and, and and just look at the big picture before you can before you can sort of start moving into those areas yeah 100% man and do you know what it is as well it's like I feel like and I know you know I don't want to take anything away from the the tragic nature of what's been happening in the world right now with the pandemic and I know like you've been hit really hard business-wise and everything and there's been lots of that I don't want to take anything away from that because obviously you know that's been very well reported and documented but I think one of the great things that has come out of this period for a lot of people is this process of slowing down We've been forced to slow down our lives. We can't live our lives at 100 miles an hour all the time because, I mean, now it's a little bit different because lockdown rules have been relaxed. But like for, for a good three months, you know, eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks, we couldn't do anything other than stay in our, in our home and go for a short walk every day. So you're forced to slow down. And when you, when you force yourself to slow down, you actually speed up your life because you, you're, you're now faced with things. And I've been having a lot of conversations through my coaching with people who... They've, they've been faced with themselves and they don't know what to do with it. They've been faced with these, these feelings and these thoughts and these ideas and these concepts and this understanding that they've never had to face up before because they would just go out to the pub or they just go and hang out with their mates or they just go play footy with their mates. Like a lot of us are being faced up to these things, you know? So this slowing down process is actually part of the deepening of your understanding because you have to face up to yourself. You have to get to know yourself. You have to learn how to be comfortable with yourself. You have to know how you like to spend your time. You have to know what your passions are. You have to know how to um, experience and deal with your own emotions, you know? Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Do you know what? <clears throat> Obviously, what's going on with the business is, is, is difficult, but I totally agree with, with what you just said. I've, I've actually, overall, I've really enjoyed this period. Mm. I mean, obviously, financially... You know, I kind of wish the gyms would be moving forward and be in a really good place right now. But what we have decided, what we what we did in that, what we've done in this time is, like you said, we've 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 taken a step back, we've slowed down, and we've looked at the big picture again, mm. and we looked how how we how we want to, you know, you you know how we were running those gyms. You were down yeah. there. We were going yeah. like a thousand miles <laughs> yeah. down, five five a.m. till nine o'clock at night, you know, and, and as happy as we kind of thought we were. I don't know if we necessarily were completely. We were knackered. We were tired. We were feeling it. We, we were probably being, we were working. We thought we were working hard, but we weren't working smart. Mm. Um, and I feel like, like you just said, 
being forced to actually slow down. We, hadn't, we didn't have a choice. Yeah, it, it's made us realise how we kind of want to live our lives moving forward, what kind of direction we want to go in, and, and really kind of what's, you know, other areas of our life that we, we kind of wanted to pull back a little bit yeah. and kind of get, get more enjoyment out of. So I totally yeah. agree. So what's been your biggest learning then through this period? Mate, I've had, I've had loads. I've, I've had loads. I feel like actually, because when you're caught in the trenches, like, mm. you know what it's like, you don't, you don't take any time to, 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 like we just said, stop and kind of actually give yourself a bit of appreciation, appreciate yourself a little bit. I mean, I, I'm kind of like one of those in, well, this is turning into a bloody therapy session there. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you don't really appreciate the, the things you've done well. And I think actually it's taken this to kind of realise that actually we're doing quite, a, we're doing a good job and, and, you know, we, de- we you know, we deserve the success and th- that we've had, but, you know, actually just giving ourselves a pat on the back and mm. constantly thinking forward and like having your blinkers on, you know, it's, it's kind of nice just to give yourself a little well done and, and, and appre- just appreciate and kind of and it, it's the first time actually this just to summarize what i'm trying to say it's the first time i've actually felt very proud of what we've yeah. done yeah after two years we've never really gone even when we you know did we got we won bits and bobs here and there i don't think we actually ever went oh you know we just would like next thing next 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 yeah. i don't think that that's a very healthy way to live life just touching on another couple of these in this first chapter creating new experiences that's the one that really stuck out to me yeah um, and that's something that you really stand for talk us through a little bit about that yeah so that that chapter was kind of as kind of a lot of my life has been inspired by recently was inspired by traveling and i realized that when i go traveling and i know you've experienced the same thing because i think when we first connected you just got back from south africa yeah you come back with a different a different sense about you you come back with a different overview a perspective of life and i think that again looking at day to day you get stuck in that rat race that 100 miles an hour you're always doing the same thing you get up at the same time you do the same morning routine you eat the same thing for breakfast you get on the tube or you travel into work at the same time you sit at the same desk you do the same thing you see the same people you know the the, our days are very similar day to day when you take yourself out of that and you're going to experience something like traveling. It doesn't have to be, you know, a month, two months. It could be a weekend. It could be a few days. But when you come back, you, whilst you're there, you, you've kind of spent a lot of time doing new things, creating new experiences, creating a new morning, hanging out with new people, seeing new things, eating different food, um, having different jokes with your mates. You know what I mean? You're, you're creating these new things for yourself. And they feed into to, to who you are because at the end of the day, if you don't create those new experiences for yourself, you never learn, you never grow. And that doesn't mean that you have to go away every time you want to you wanna better yourself. Of course not. But what the whole point of the chapter is, is like, what I've learned is how can I begin to create new experiences through my day-to-day life when I'm back home? And that might be through, you know, just trying new things, like, like putting a book together, for example, or like yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, yeah. approach the podcast in a different way, or just maybe taking myself out and putting myself in the situation where I wouldn't normally do it, either via a conversation or taking myself out for a walk, or do you know what I mean? Just, just doing something that's different, you know, to kind of help you kind of gain a new perspective or read a book that I wouldn't normally kind of read to try and 
get a perspective around that area or, or whatever it is you know there's so many different ways we can do it and i think again if you don't slow down if you don't look at it from that that zoomed out point of view you forget that and you can just easily get into the day-to-day everyday same thing same thing same thing same thing how do you um how do you do that every day is it do you do you plan ahead for putting yourself into new environments and new meeting new people or or is it just a kind of you live you live you're living in the moment and you think oh actually that's a kind of that's something that's new it's something that's got a different that will give me a different outlook i mean how do you personally sort of factor that into your, your own life yeah i think i think um for me it's about kind of approaching every day with with a, with a sense of freshness so i try not to like get hung up on anything that happened yesterday i try not to get hung up that anything that happened last week okay i might you know you know, I'm, I'm quite productive. So I have to-do lists, I have goals, I have ambitions, but I try not to get too hung up on whether I've met those goals, whether I've ticked everything off of that to-do list the day before or not. And I just approach it each day with a freshness. So yeah. if I wake up one day and my head's a bit of a fuzz, I'll just say to myself, you know what? Let's get a couple of things done this morning. Let's see how I'm feeling. If I'm not feeling great, we'll just we'll park everything for until tomorrow unless there's something really urgent that needs to be done like getting out a podcast episode or there's a coaching um call that i have to do or something unless it's something like that most things can be parked and i think you create a new experience in terms of not necessarily going out and doing something new and sometimes it can be sometimes like one morning a couple weeks ago my head was in such a fuzz i couldn't focus on anything i took myself just for a two-hour walk and i walked aimlessly i didn't I didn't think, okay, I'm going to walk there and come back. I just walked around my area. And then two hours later, I was back home. And I think we can create a new experience within our own minds with, with a sense of freshness. And I think when you bring that sense of freshness to every day, you approach every day differently because we forget that we actually do only live life in the moment, experiencing it moment to moment. And everything that we, we think about from our past is just a memory. It's just a thought. It doesn't exist anymore. So if you can approach each day with that freshness, you're creating a new experience for yourself in every moment. Because why is it that we can walk around somewhere new, say, go to Lisbon as an example, and walk around and, and marvel at everything and the wonder and the trees and the this and the that. But you can't look out your bedroom window and appreciate the trees that are there every day or appreciate, you know, walking down your, your local high street every day, you know, or you walk past the you walk past strangers when you're when you're abroad and you just you smile. You wouldn't do that here. Why not? Like we don't have that sense of of new experience in our day-to-day life because it's normal. So if you approach it with a freshness every day, you create that sense for yourself. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. Beautiful. I mean, I thought about time, you know, times in the last year where I have, my, my environment has been very, very samey. And, and you kind of do get into that mental sort of tr- trough almost. Mm. And, and it's been in those moments where you kind of have mixed it up or trained somewhere else or you know, hung out with a, a new circle of people that challenge you in different ways that kind of gives you that, like almost like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a re- reinvigoration. Like yeah. It just stimulates you again. And it's, and it's, it's very, very, very true. And it's something that I'm definitely, you know, desperate to sort of get back into is that sort of traveling, you know, meeting new people, um, challenging myself in, in different ways. So that's was something I 100% one hundred percent agree with. Talk us through how this start on this second chapter. This sort of mind. Talk us about that because I know you're so big on this, mm. um, and, and I find this kind of stuff just absolutely fascinating. So this this one this one is like is mad because when you 
when I realized, and when you begin to realize that everything that we experience in life comes from the way that we think about it, our reality is created from our thoughts. You then start to think, okay, that's interesting. What's let's, let's try and figure out a bit more about that. So this chapter is basically me figuring, trying to figure that out. Like what is, you know, what does it mean to be self-aware? What is an ego? How do I deal with my ego? What is, what does it mean to, um, you know, how, how does expectations work in relationship to happiness? How does pleasure work in relationship to pain? How do these things all work together? How does my mind process these things? Because a lot of the work that I've done in the past, like year, maybe two years has been about understanding that every moment that we live, we have a thought and that thought comes with a feeling and that feeling and that thought determine how you experience that moment. So that could be different in any given moment. So then why is it that sometimes we get so caught up in this busy mind, this thinking, this worrying, this, this overthinking, this anxiety, all of these things that I've experienced, you know, hundreds, thousands of times in my life. Why do we get so caught up in it? It's because we, we, we don't allow our minds to do the job that they're designed to do, which is to process thoughts and to process feelings. So if we, if we really truly live moment to moment, right, we have a thought, we have a feeling, we recognize what that is and it goes and it, and the next thought, the next feeling comes and that goes next thought, next feeling comes and that goes, but we don't let that process happen. We, we have a thought, we have a feeling, we go, Oh, I'm not sure about that. Why do I feel like that? What's this thing? Oh, I can't believe that this, and we start to add this more thoughts and more feelings into the, what the original thought and the feeling was. And we pile them up on top of each other and we create like a clog in our own system instead of creating like a smooth system where we live moment to moment. And the, the best way to kind of look at this is like, I always look at like nature as, as like the perfect example, because we're designed as part of nature. So if you, if you look at something like a dog, right? A dog doesn't wake up in the morning and go, Oh, do you know what? I'm going to have a stretch and then I might go for my breakfast and then I might, might decide to go out for a wee. Now, but actually if I go for a wee now, which means that I might, might not be able to go and have a snooze. I might have my snooze first and then go for my wee and then other, but then if I sleep too long, I might not get my lunch. And then if I get my lunch, dogs don't do that. They just wake up, have, have their stretch and they think, oh, I need a wee. I'm going to go for a wee. They have their wee and they think, yeah, I might go and have a sleep now. You know, they don't, they don't have this process of thinking constantly going on in their minds. They just, they just live life day to day, moment to moment. They don't carry something that another dog said to them a week ago with them in that, in that moment. They just, they just do what they do. And that's, that's our natural state of living. You know, if you look at children, young children, they don't have this inner narrative going on in their minds. They purely live in that pure, like pureness of life. They live in that pureness. They, they live in, in the moment, you know, especially like really young kids, like two and younger when they haven't got this voice yet. They live like if they're tired, they sleep. If they're hungry, they cry, they get fed. And then in the next moment, they could be laughing their heads off. So that mind chapter is really about trying to understand like what, what is, what really goes on, on in our minds? Like how do all of these things work together to create what is our reality? And, you know, essentially. Absolutely, mate. I mean, this, this is this voice that that you, that you just mentioned. I mean, it's it's the most. It can be the most liberating, but the most um, crippling mm. thing to us. 
I think I think crippling is is a is a good word because I know me and you have both been through it. I mean, we mm-hmm. touched on it in the past. We both had our sort of equivalent of having a mental breakdown, quote unquote. I mean, it's that negative self-talk that can almost be like you're going twelve. I say just going like twelve rounds with yourself every day. Yeah, it is the most crippling thing, and and being able to somehow flip your mindset to be able to, like you said, channel those thoughts so they're not consuming you. Yeah, is one of the most amazing things. I mean, I, I, I speak about it often in the podcast. The, the, my my sort of things to be able to free myself almost was just starting to be able to talk about it mm, um, to, exactly. to professional people around me and what that allowed me to do was you know thoughts would come through i wouldn't hold on to them i wouldn't i wouldn't they wouldn't stay in here and go and and create this turmoil by you know negative self-talk they would just come in and and, and move through and it allowed that mental freedom allowed you allow me to get my creativity back and to get my sort of thirst and love for life back i mean just that concept that you just kind of spoke about there is so true and and being able to kind of flip your mindset somehow to be able to do that is is the most powerful thing what what do you have any sort of tips on on through through this book do you ever do you talk about the kind of steps to being able if you're in that in that in that part of your life yeah i mean there's not there's not so much steps and processes because as much as i think they can be very helpful i don't think they're that beneficial long term because If I say to you, everybody's different. Exactly. If I say to you, cool, Hayden, right? These are five things that I did every day and they made sure that my mind was clear. You could do that for a week and be like, well, that doesn't work for me. So then what? So that's why I talk about it being an understanding. And that's, that's why this book is about an understanding of life because you, you need to understand yourself in order to figure these things out for yourself. And yes, I'm, I'm not, saying you know don't go and seek professional help like therapy like all of these things like i coach like how can i not say that like yes do that but don't go expecting to be giving answers and results and and things to work for you go wanting to understand more of yourself because the more you understand of yourself the more you can figure this stuff out the more you can figure out why you react to a thought that might be negative, why you act differently to when you have a thought that might be positive when it's just a thought. There's nothing more to it. It's just a thought. It doesn't exist in reality. It's just a thought and you create the, the, the reaction that you have to either or. So when you start to figure this stuff out, you start to kind of unpack a lot for yourself really. And that's what it is. It's, it's, it's a, helping, a helping to unpack. That's, that's what I'd like to think that this book is about and what people can get out of it is helping to understand helping to deepen understanding and how to unpack your mind in a way yeah for sure i mean it's it's, it's I, I deal with it on a daily basis almost people come into the gym and they kind of expect a magic solution to being able to lose five percent body fat or to put on 10 kilograms of muscle mm. you know, it's, it's a process and even the, with physical health <clears throat> It is actually also about it's about understanding you know what works for you and, and 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 how things slip into place for you. There is no magic formula, <clears throat> and it's something I talk about with mental health as well. Like, I mean, I, I'm all, my, my I'm a big believer that you should you know be the first step is always speaking you know getting it out. But there is no magic formula, and this is exactly what this book is about. It's it's understanding what like you just said yourself and start putting a structure in place and realizing the fundamentals that help you moving forward 
Yeah, because the thing is as well, man, it's like you said, like if someone comes to you in the gym and they're like, all right, Aiden, I want to, I want to clean up my, I want to clean up my diet. I want to put on 10 kilos of muscle and I want to lose uh, 10% body fat. Yeah. You're going to go, you're not going to go, okay, well do X, Y, and Z. You're going to, okay, well tell me, tell me about your diet. Tell me about um, how you train. Tell me, because you know, like hit workouts might be really good for me, but they might not be good for someone else. You know, um, a, a, a lower or high alkaline diet might be good for someone, not so good for someone else because our bodies all work in different ways. And it's the same with our minds. Our minds all work in different ways. We all have our own experiences that have shaped the person that we are in this moment. So we all have different things that react differently within our minds. And there's, 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 a, there's a, a part in the book where I use a, a really silly example, but I think it's a really good one to kind of help people understand this, right? Like we could, me and you, could go to a football match, the exact same football match, right? Let's say we sport the same team and our team could lose and play badly. When we leave the game, I could be quite happy with the result or not the result, but just be quite happy in general. Be like, oh, we played quite well, whatever. We might have lost, da, da, da. And you could be absolutely fuming, frothing at the mouth. So that tells me it's not the external thing in the football match, which has caused each of our feelings because the external thing, the football match, the result was exactly the same experience for both of us. It's the way we've internalized it and the way that we've lived that reality in our own minds that has created the feelings that we now live. And that's all it is. That's why you have to understand that for yourself, what that is. Mm. That is so, it is so true. And breaking it back to that, that, that sort of gym example, it, it, it's interesting. I feel like the best, the best fitness professionals are ones that actually take the time to understand the people that they're coming into their, to their spaces, you know, because I think actually more than anything, it's about getting the background to how people are in their own lives, like sussing out all the areas, you know, the sleep, nutrition, mm. you know, what's going on in their work life, because people sometimes come into, I've talked about this quite often recently, people come into the gym and they want, they just want result. They're, they're, they're very results outcome orientated, yeah. right? So they, they come in 10% body fat, want to lose it. But what, what, what I love about our gym is people come in and we, we try to want, we understand them as an individual. And then we try and, we try and start working them from the inside out. So we mm. start to try, try and get them to enjoy the process of coming into the gym. Okay, enjoy the training. Because once they start focusing on that, it goes to kind of the back of their mind about, these aesthetic goals almost, you know, obsessing over them, which is what is actually tearing them apart. Mm. And once they enjoy the training, enjoy the process, you kind of build them back up again and the results come anyway. And it's yeah. exactly the same. It's exactly the same with mental health, really. You know, I, I want to be happy. I want to be happy. And people's obsessed, you know, I want to be happy. And they, and they, and they go, oh, getting a car will get me happy or, you know, getting mm. this salary, this will make me happy. And so it's like results outcome that it's like a results outcome um, formula for happiness. But actually it's when you go inwards and start figuring out going the other way, yeah. you have a kind of like this, it's about almost like it's, it's called an identity change, right? You're kind of, you're changing, you're actually figuring out who you are as a person, what, and, and then at that point you can start to figure out then what makes you happy. So you're kind of working from the inside out. Does that make sense? It might be a little yeah. No, hundred percent, man. And it's like, it, 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 it's a, it's very similar what you're saying there to the chapter in this mind section called yeah. pleasure versus pain, because yeah. we forget, right. That pleasure and pain, they exist in 
the same space, right? You can't have pleasure if pain doesn't exist because they are part of the same thing. They're, they're two sides of the same coin. One is always going to exist as long as the other one does. So the more that you do things like you're saying, chasing these aesthetic things, the more you chase happiness, the more you chase status, the more you chase these things, all you're doing is trying to seek pleasure in them. But then by seeking pleasure and pushing to try and experience pleasure, all you're doing by with that is you're exposing yourself to feeling more pain along the way because the, the more you don't feel the pleasure that you're seeking in the happiness in buying a new car, in the happiness that you think you're going to have in getting a six pack, the happiness you think you're going to have in losing 10% body fat, you're just going to feel more pain and suffering within yourself because you're going to feel frustrated that you're not happy when you've got those things. So when you flip that and you do the internal work, like you said, you no longer worry about trying to do something for the pleasure that you think it's going to bring you. You do it for yourself. And then it doesn't matter even way whether you feel the pain or the pleasure around it because you, you understand that actually I'm doing it for myself. It doesn't matter. Okay, I might not have the six pack. That's cool. I feel great. I feel amazing right now. I feel generally really happy. That, and that's the most important thing. And I think we, we lose sight of that sometimes because we go chasing the status. We go chasing the pleasure. We go seeking the aesthetics. We, do you know what I mean? I do, mate. I fucking, I'm around it every single day. And, it, you know, it, for me, it's the, it's the best. It's, it's really why I kind of love what I do because I get to see it all the time. I get to see that identity mm. flip. You know, I, I, you know, I have a huge... I understand why people want to have the six pack and all that. I understand that, you know, I've been there, but it's, it's powerful moment when they come in and they, they start focusing on the process and enjoying the process. Cause at that point, you know, that you've changed them for the long term, and, yeah. and, and, and they're doing it for the right reasons within their own headspace, which exactly. kind of leads on nicely to, to the next, the next chapter, which is obviously self love. And it's something that I find astounding. Like the, the people around me myself like lo actually loving yourself is a very rare thing mm. I, you know you're constantly i mean even to this day me like i, I beat myself up consistently and and people loads of people do i know do around me they, they're never satisfied and they never take the time out to just actually i've touched on it earlier give themselves a pat on the back yeah. and actually say well done you know and, and you know you're doing a good job you know actually enjoying the work and the, the way you're living your life. So talk us through this a little bit. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a difference, right? Between beating yourself up from a place of suffering yeah. to beating yourself up from a place of love. Sure. There's two different approaches. Like straight away, like you said, you're going to beat yourself up and be like, well, you could be doing better. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. Yeah. And you're going to make yourself feel worse. Whereas if you're coming at it from a space of love and be like, do you know what? Okay, it didn't turn out how it was, but you did the best you could. You tried as much as you could straight away that narrative changes around how you're approaching that situation so the amazing thing that i find about self-love is that we go through so many years of education so many years of being taught things and nowhere within that situation we get taught about how to love ourselves and why that's so important and that's that's kind of what this chapter is about is about understand this not even this chapter that part is about trying to understand the importance of self-love why you should learn to love yourself first. Because to me, one of the things that I've really realized in the last couple of years, and so this, this, this part here and these chapters are kind of hitting closer to, to, to now, like they're, they're towards the end of the journey. It's if you can't really tell yourself and feel true, like pure love for yourself, how are you going to be able to identify that and recognize that when it comes to other things, to other people? 
because you've never felt it before. So the journey inwards to understand more about yourself, to love yourself, to really look at yourself and be like, do you know what? I friggin' love myself despite my flaws, despite my mistakes, despite all of the things that I've done wrong in my life. I love myself. Like I am a complete human being as I am. And I love that. Your, your, your outward experience on everything else changes because you, you approach every situation from a different space, a different space of your mind a different space of living. And it's super important that we, we understand this because a lot of people value other people and other things over themselves. But the longest relationship you ever have in your life is with yourself. So why wouldn't you want to love yourself as best as you can? Like, that's mad to me. Like, I've done it. I've been there. I've been there. But that is mad to me. Like, someone would rather love someone else or something else or whatever over themselves and that is mad to me. Like, yes, don't get me wrong. People have gone through trauma in, in, their, in their younger days, in their past. And they've probably learned to not love themselves. I totally understand that. I get that. People have a low self-worth. People don't know how to value themselves. They don't have self-confidence. But you can drop that whenever you want. And just look at yourself and be like, Do you know what? I love myself for, for who I am, for what I've been through. I love myself for all of those things. Like, it doesn't matter like what has happened in my past. And there's a chapter in that section called Recognize, Accept, Grow, which are like the three kind of big principles that I've learned throughout my life. And it's the idea that you have to recognize something. So for me, it was about recognizing I was depressed. When you recognize that you're depressed, you then have to go through a, a stage of acceptance. And the acceptance stage is as much about self-love as anything else because you have to truly accept who you are and how you are in your life in any given moment in order to let go of any feelings or thoughts that you have around it that might be bad or negative or holding you back. And when you truly accept yourself for who you are, like for me, I had to really be like, do you know what? It's, it's fine that I'm depressed. Like it's absolutely fine. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It doesn't mean I've done bad things in my life. It doesn't mean that my life is a waste. I'm fine with that because I'm a good person. And I love myself. Like you really have to like truly, like truly mean it and not just say it. You have to truly mean it to be able to let go. And when you get into that space of acceptance and letting go, that's where you find the space to really grow. That's where the real growth in life comes because you've dropped all of these things. It's like, you know, what we do is we walk around, right? With a six kilo ball in our hand. I'm using that as an example because there's one by my feet. We walk around with a six kilo ball. <laughs> in our hand and we're like oh man like this is oh, i can't believe like this is killing me like these the my arms are killing like i just i can't get on with my day as as well as i want to i can't but when you actually accept that actually all you're doing is holding on to that thing and you just need to let it go and put it down you all of a sudden your your day becomes different because you can move more freely you can go through your day without having this thing like dragging you back and exactly you know and that that's all it is that's all self-love is is learning to go through that journey learning to accept yourself for who you are learning to accept whatever it may have been that you've experienced in your life like either way good or bad it's fine like it is honestly it's fine it doesn't mean you're any different a person to the next person because you are who you are and you're you're already unique in yourself mm, yeah love it i love it i love it <laughs> Um, one thing that really stands out to me and I haven't read it yet, but I'm very interested and it's something that 
I am obs- I I would love to get into meditation properly yeah. and understand it. One of the one of the chapters here is hundred days of meditation. Right. Yeah. So just talk to us about that because one, I'm interested. And meditation <laughs> is such a fantastic tool for freeing your mind and, and for clarity. Talk us through a, a little bit about your experience of that and and how almost maybe like some starting points of how people can sort of get into that yeah well, i think i think the starting point to get in with meditation is to just start just do it like you... <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> no no but like it sounds pathetic i know but it's true it's like it, it sounds like a cop-out answer but it's true like what what is stopping you today or even right now after you've listened to this to sit down for five minutes and meditate like it doesn't it's not hard to find a five minute meditation online there's, there's numerous apps out there. You can use Calm, you can use uh, Headspace, you can go on YouTube, you can probably find a five-minute meditation. Like, it's not, it's not hard to find, but we don't find the time to do it. So one of the things I wanted to do, and I've, I would try, I've recently done 100 days again, like I completed it like two weeks ago again. But one of the things I wanted to do was like get to 100 days in a row. So I use Headspace to meditate because it, it tracks the and amount of days. just meditating 100 days in a row. Yeah, that's it. So put in, I do like 10 minutes uh, minimum every day. So putting 10 minutes aside every day to meditate. And on the app, when you do your day and it's complete, it, it adds another day onto your count. So you go from one day to two days. To... But I think if you look at it and I say, right, Hayden, I want you to go away and I want you to meditate every day for the next 100 days. You're already thinking like 100 days. That is cra- like, how am I going to do that? Like what? 100 days. That's like three and a half months or whatever. Like you crazy. But if I said to you, actually, Hayden, do you know what? Do 10 minutes meditation today. Do, no, do five minutes meditation today. And then tomorrow I checked in with you. I said, Hayden, do five minutes meditation today. Next day, Hayden, do five minutes meditation today. Mm. If you kept doing that every day, those days tally up. And it's just, it's just that chapter there is about the learnings through consistency, the learnings through giving yourself the time, the learnings through actually just focusing on the day that is in front of you. Don't worry about day 100. Worry about day five, which is where you are. What can you do in day five? It, it might just be a five-minute meditation. And if you, can't, if, you, if you can tell me really and truly that you can't find five minutes in your day, yeah. then I would like you to really slow down and reevaluate your day. Yeah, reassess your life. Uh, yeah, it's true, man. And I'm a huge, like, it's exactly the same with me. When, when people say to me that they can't find time to train, it's a similar kind of thing, right? You're like, moving your body can be anything. Like, for me, like, walking, whatever it may be, moving, moving your body. But it's exactly the same with this. Like, for me, it's not necessarily time. Like, I know I've got the time to meditate. I think it's about my, my inability to switch the mind off and that, mm-hmm. that's, for me, that's something that I need to work on as an individual because yeah. I, there's a thousand thoughts going through my head every second it's a huge problem of mine it's, it's probably my biggest weakness and I'm the first to admit it you know I've got that self-awareness I really I realize that that's something I have to work on and for me that is probably the biggest challenge so yeah. maybe for someone like me what's a couple of steps in order to be able to, do, to, to, to kind of just slow down the mind mm. get into a place get into a place where meditation is actually going to be five minutes, 10 minutes of, of being, of it being worthwhile and getting the results you kind of want yeah. to just kind of being five, 10 minutes of just, yeah. I'm doing this because, you know, everyone says meditation is good and I'm just yeah. going to sit here and 
about something else for 10 minutes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, well, what if I told you that meditation isn't about quieting your mind? It isn't about right. slowing your mind down. Okay. Because it's, it's impossible. It's impossible. You can't, you can't switch your brain off. You can't sit there for 10 minutes and not have one single thought. That is impossible. And if someone is here and they want to tell me they can, I'm going to ask you to reevaluate your life again. <laughs> it's impossible. It's impossible. Like we can't do it. We're human beings. We can't do it. You're going to have a thought in every moment. That's the way that we're wired. It's the way animals, the, the, the creatures are, are wired. Any thinking um, or any mammal that has a brain or animal that has a brain, you have a thought in any moment. It might not be the same kind of thought that we have compared to a dog, but you still have a thought in that moment. So it's impossible to quiet down your mind. It's impossible to slow it down. But if you can sit with yourself for 10 minutes and just focus on one thing, which in meditation is usually your breath, all you're doing is you're giving your mind its own space and its own time to process the thousands and hundreds of thoughts that are going on in your head. Because when you're, when you're going about your day and you're doing things, Yes, you're going to have all of these thoughts going on in your head, but you're just adding stimulus to your brain by doing more things, by adding, you know, every time you look around, like, oh, there's a red car on my windowsill. Oh, look at my laptop, look at my phone, the book, my microphone, my hat on my head, my glasses. Like all of these things are stimulants that are coming and information that's coming into my brain. So it's just adding to the amount of processing my brain has to do. Whereas when you sit down and you take a couple of deep breaths, you close your eyes, you check in with your body, just notice how your body's feeling. If you're feeling tired, if you're feeling heavy, if you're feeling light, if there's any restlessness, if there's any stillness in you, if you notice those things and then begin to focus on the breath, one breath, uh, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. Yes, you're going to think about what you might be having for dinner or you know how many clients you've got to train tomorrow or whatever. Yes, that's going to pop into your mind. But if you keep bringing that attention back to the breath, you're just all your mind is doing is processing those thoughts, it's processing those ideas, processing everything that's already going on in your head. And it's giving it the space to, as we were talking about area, thought comes in, process out, thought comes in, process out. Instead of thought comes in, get stuck in the processing machine. So we start adding more thoughts to it to try and get it out, you know, and then it goes out and then we're like exhausted because we've spent so much time thinking about that thing. That's all it is. It's a very simple being with yourself. That's it. Being with yourself in a space and existing in that space. Yes, you're going to have the thoughts. Like it's impossible not to. But if you've got a busy mind, the one thing you need to do is meditate. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. It's honestly, I, 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 it kind of leads me on to the next sort of chapter in, in this, this, this part. And you mentioned alone time. Mm. For me, that's probably the closest thing I get to meditation. And for me as an individual, it is, it is just, it's everything to me, being able to have that. It is, that's when my mind slows down. Mm. Like, because I'm somebody that feeds on other people's emotions. And, and, I, and that's something that I love to do. I like to speak to people. I love to make people feel happy. I like to take on people's emotional luggage almost that in that load time is the time where i can just just breathe and my my some of the best times in my life have been when i've gone down to the coast with my dog and and, yeah. and just had two days by yeah. myself uh so talk to us a little bit about the importance of that and 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 what that means to you yeah i think that's exactly it man what you said it's about it's about finding the time for yourself we spent we spend so much of our lives living 
on other people's clocks, yeah. living for other people, living for, you know, what we're trying to get to. And we, we forget to spend time by ourselves and, and how valuable that is. And that doesn't mean, you know, for you, I know we've spoken about it before, like the going away and spending a couple of, a couple of days on the coast of your dog. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. That's amazing. But it doesn't have to be that extreme. No, yeah. Alone time could be like, take yourself to the cinema. I mean, obviously right now it's a bit difficult, but in theory, take yourself to the cinema, take yourself out for a coffee, take yourself for a walk, leave your phone at home, take yourself for a walk for an hour, half an hour, you know, even to be honest, even going to work out is in my head is, is alone time because I don't work out in a group when, when we can go to gyms, I don't work out in a group. I put my headphones in, I listen to a podcast and I just focus on the exercise that I'm doing. That is perfect for me because it allows me to step out of my working environment, which is my home. It allows me to step out of my day and it allows me to just have some time for myself to, to, to better myself. And I don't always push myself at, you know, level 10 when I'm in the gym. Sometimes I just go through the motions, but I need that space and that alone time to get comfortable with myself, to be with myself. And I think, again, it can, you know, it's in the self-love part there because it is about self-love. Sometimes I take myself out and just go to the museum and just wander around with some music in my ears. And I come back and I'm like, I had a great time. I had a great time with myself because, again, I'll say it, the longest relationship you have in your life is with yourself. So you've got to treat yourself in that way. And if you don't know how to spend time alone with yourself, you're mistreating your relationship. It's like having a partner and never paying them your attention. Yeah. It's like having dinner with your partner and just being on your phone the whole time. You're not paying them the attention and the love that they deserve. I mean, sometimes they don't deserve it literally, but you know what I mean? You're not, you're in you're in a relationship with yourself so you have to treat it in that way why wouldn't you take yourself out why wouldn't you go and spend a couple days by yourself you know and i think it's in that chapter there that i talk about a conversation i had with a friend i met in japan and she said to me one of the best things you can do to learn about yourself is take a backpack and go away and travel for whatever a week a month two months you will learn so much about yourself because you're you're dependent only on yourself you have to meet new people. You're in new places. You have to get by with a new language. And again, you don't have to be that extreme with it. You can just literally take yourself out for a coffee and leave your phone at home and sit and read your book in the park or whatever. Yeah, the beauty of aeroplane mode, my God, that is something yeah. that, I, that, I'm, that I'm pretty adamant on. Yeah. It's so simple. Pressing one button can really, yeah. really actually mean like you feel by like yeah. you've got that time, that space. And do you know what? Do you know what's been a really big thing for me during lockdown? Because I've been spending more time on my phone with work, with podcasts, with coaching, with all of this stuff, researching, spending so much time on my phone, on my laptop. I've, I've started to use the screen time, um, you know, function on an iPhone where at 9.30, all of my apps are locked. Bang. I don't get any messages. I don't get any emails. I don't get any notifications. Bang. I'm out until 9 a.m. Like no one is contacting me until 9 a.m. I don't care how important it is. If it's super important, my phone will ring. My phone will still ring. Like that's it. Like, and that, that is enough for anyone to spend. You, if, you, if you do that from say 9.30 and you go to bed every day at 11, 11.30, you've created two hours just for yourself and you can do whatever you want. You can watch a film. You can chat with your partner, your family, your friends. If they're there with you, you can read a book. You can write, you can journal, you can meditate, you can exercise, do whatever you want in that two hours, knowing that you don't have any other distraction coming at you. 
that is, that's alone time. That is spending time alone. We're ultimately more connected to everyone else than we have ever been at any point in, in humankind because of technology, because of our phones. So it's more important than ever to spend that time with yourself, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, and it kind of leads on nicely, <laughs> nicely to the, to the final sort of area, but which is that freedom that we, mm. we all kind of, it's almost like a, you know, it's almost like a life goal to have that sort of mental freedom, that freedom of feeling in, would you say the freedom of kind of feeling in control of your own life? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's it. It's, it's a freedom. It's a, it's, it's. Oh yeah. That's the first bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, freedom of life. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm about to read you. So on each part within the book, at the beginning of each part, there's a quote to sum up what that part is about. And the one for freedom is, freedom isn't a destination you reach. It's a way of living. And that's it. It's a way that you live. It's a way that you experience your life. And we, we have, and we forget that in any moment, we can live with as much freedom as we want. Because there's nothing that is attaching us to what is to come. Nothing. Apart from the stories and the attachments that we create for ourselves. So when you realize that and you realize, actually, I can live in the freedom of life. I could say to you, all right, Hayden, do you know what? Straight after this podcast, let's go to South End. Um, yeah. There's nothing stopping us doing that. There's literally, there is literally nothing stopping us doing that. We can jump in a car. I could come and pick you up and we could be in South End within a few hours. But you'll probably go, oh, no, but I've got work to do. And I'll go, oh, yeah, I've got a call at three o'clock. And we've got all of these things that attach us to, to, what we're, to where we are and what we're doing. And they, and they stop us living with freedom within a moment. And that, that's all that that, that that final part is about, is learning and understanding what it means to live with freedom in your life. And that's not necessarily, in, again, such an extreme example of like, let's go to South End, but living within the freedom within your mind and understanding that within any moment, when you understand the process of allowing your mind to process thoughts and not be attached to the emotions and stuff that comes with it, there are infinite amount of possibilities and opportunities for you within your life in any given moment. And that's it. And if you focus on the next moment, the next moment, the next moment, your life takes on a completely different path. Like my whole life up until probably starting the podcast was was pretty much about suffering it was about suffering within my own mind i started the podcast and since that you know i'm not going to say that was like the big life changer because i was already on the journey but it's a, it's a good anchor point to look back at since that moment there my life has changed dramatically i wanted to be a big social media person i wanted like in terms of like i was in social media as work as a producer i wanted to have my own social media agency I'm nowhere near thinking like that anymore. Like now my life is about coaching. My life is about writing. Apparently my life is about podcasts. Like those things weren't even on the table, but just by starting one thing of a podcast and this podcast, my podcast could have only lasted seven episodes, but it's not, it's got to over 160. And it's like that decision has changed my life dramatically. And if you're not open to the opportunity or the possibility of experiencing new things, like we said earlier, if you're not open to learning about yourself, loving yourself, you don't know how to adapt to possibilities and opportunities that come your way. And if you're not doing that, you're not really living in the freedom of life. You're not living in the freedom of your own mind. You're not living from that space of stillness, which is the final chapter. You're not living, you know, with all of these attachments. You're not living with, you know, all of these things. 
you live from just a totally different space of, of, of approaching life. And it's, it's, is life changing. Yeah, mate, I can, it's beautiful here to hear you speak with such clarity. I know it's such a cliche because this is the name of the book almost, but it is, you know, it's so, these thoughts are so clear. Mm. Um, and it is, it's, you know, in all honesty, it's, it's almost a little bit, I'm a little bit envious, like, that you have this kind of clarity of, of thought on, on on this kind of stuff. And, and you know, I, I'm going to definitely be giving this book a, a full read because it's, it's what I've written so far. It's almost like I can hear you saying it. Obviously, <laughs> you've written it, but it's like these are your inter- these are your thoughts. These are, yeah. these are your thoughts, and you practice them. And and it's it's a it's a it's a journey that, that you've been on. I, and I'm and almost like you just said, the podcast. Mate, it's essentially been a vehicle, just like it has for me. It's been mm. a vehicle for that journey. And you know the lessons that you've learned through it, the the the, the, um, the people that you've met through it have helped you along the way. Um, and yeah, mate, it's just it's great to see that it's 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 accumulated. It's 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 turned into you getting them down onto paper for mm. people to read, which is which is hugely admirable. And, and I take my hat off to you. Where can people find it? So. The official best place to get it is on my website, which is the Dreamers Disease. Are you going to audio book it? Are you going to audio book it? It's going to be audio booked, yeah. But the, so the reason I say the best place to get it is my website, um, which is thedreamersdisease.co.uk. You can go to the store and there'll be all the options there. Is because I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure out how to get it onto Amazon. But because I'm doing everything myself, I know it's possible. It's just I can't. It, it will be there. I just need to figure it out. But it will be a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, most, like most things. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It will be on Amazon at some point. But the be- that's why I say the best place is my website. And I might just direct you to Amazon in the end, but it, it will definitely be on my website. Um, it will be available in physical copy. It will be available as an audiobook. There's a PDF uh, downloadable version as well, which is the, the copy that you've got, Hayden. Um, so it's, it's there in all the formats, really. A Kindle version as well. So it'll be available in, in all, the, all the versions beautiful man and yeah i mean it's it's always a it really is always a pleasure to talk to you buddy i, I really enjoy it it, Likewise, makes man. Feel, it makes me feel very aligned with life if that is not too much of a cliche <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i know no, i get it man it's like same and it's like I, when we were chatting i was like right oh, i can't believe we actually haven't had a proper conversation since when i came down to the gym that time that's how but that's how fast-paced life is man we forget yeah, man. you know it's crazy right it is buddy great to chat um I can't wait to, to, to get this one out so people can hear it and they can, they can get hold of this copy. But yeah, all the best and, and we'll definitely be catching up much sooner than, than a year's time. For sure. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, go to, we'll go to South End for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, mate. Appreciate your time. Nice one, mate. Thank you.